0: Hello, hello, and welcome to the Relate Then Educate podcast. It is Aaron Patton here. Okay, teachers, have you pre-ordered your Relate Then Educate book yet? You need to. It's so good. I finally got a chance to read it. And oh... My goodness, it's so wonderful. All of these stories gathered from different teachers all over the country and just pouring out their hearts. There are stories that will make you laugh. There's stories that will rip your heart out and make you tear up. And there's everything. I mean, it's just so good. You will relate and you like your heart will be touched by each story for sure. In fact, I was when I was reading the book, I was reading it on my phone and I was sitting at an appointment. And I must have just had a huge smile on my face or something while I was reading it because this older gentleman across the room was like, you just look so happy over there. And it kind of like jostled me and took me out of the moment and kind of embarrassed me a little bit. But it gave me an opportunity to share about our book, to tell one more person about our book. So it's really good. And it'll make you smile whether you are paying attention to that or not. All right. So how is spring going, everyone? Happy spring. Your students are probably coming in from recess, smelling awfully ripe. The hormones are probably like out of orbits right now. And I hope you are enjoying your stinky hormonal springtime students. I'm sure you are you're a wonderful teacher, teachers. Okay, so today's episode, this is our final interview from the 2022 Oklahoma State Department of Education's Winter Conference, and we talked to Kyle Reynolds. Kyle is the superintendent of Woodward Public Schools. All right. So we start the conversation and I introduce him as Dr. Kyle Reynolds. And he was like, well, hold on. Not quite yet. Like he was just about to get his doctorate. I'm fairly certain that by now he does have his doctorate. So it is official Dr. Kyle Reynolds. Yay. All right. So man, this was such a good talk. He is He started his career, in fact, no, no, before that, he attended Woodward Public Schools as a child, and then he started his teaching career there, and he has just climbed up through the ranks, and currently he is the Woodward Public School superintendent. And so this is why this episode is called Hometown Educator, because he is a hometown educator. Now, Kyle talks about uh, so many great things. This was a really short conversation, but we covered so many great things in such a little bit of time. He talks about self-care and community care for his teachers and some of the things that they're doing there at Woodward. He talks about the prescriptive method for how they care for their students and not just their students, but also their families, the families of the students. And there's proof of success. And he tells you all about that. Now, Kyle Reynolds is an awesome, awesome, awesome addition to Woodward Public Schools. He has clearly been a staple. He has been there for a long time. And I just heard a couple of months ago that he is going to resign at the end of this year. He already has resigned, but he's finishing out this year. Now, I have no idea what Dr. Kyle Reynolds plans for the future are but I and we here at Relate and Educate wish him all the best and we are certain that you are going to leave a big hole at Woodward Public Schools it's going to be some big shoes that people are going to have to fill you have been there for so long so I am sure that you know the district is going to send you off beautifully and just you are going to have huge successes on whatever you do. I hope that for you. All right, so I'm going to stop so you guys can listen to this episode called Hometown Educator with Dr. Kyle Reynolds. Amplifying the voices of teachers. This is Relate and Educate. Hello there, we are back and we are talking to Dr. Kyle Reynolds, hello there, how are you sir?
1: I'm doing great. and. Like I said, technically, almost doctor. Almost I'm, a doctor. I'm yeah, really close.
0: I love it. Um, so, how long have you been in education?
1: So, this is my 28th year in education. 28th, my 28th.
0: year. Wow. I was
1: uh, started as an English teacher okay. in 1995 at my in my hometown. This I was born and raised in Woodward, and was okay. wow. the only school that's ever wanted to hire me. So I've just <laughs> stayed there. And I was an English teacher for a few years and I got really hooked into the IT side and I was the tech guy for 10 years. Uh, demoted to assistant principal in 09, <laughs> my former boss really hates it when I say that. <laughs> and, and then I got kind of sucker punched after four years. And the superintendent said, wanted me to come up to the central office as yeah. a deputy and to help do some things. And the next year he left and they made me superintendent. Wow. So kind of
2: a weird <laughs> got, journey, but get, things got deep real quick. Yeah. Right? In a hurry. <laughs> well, that's interesting. I, I uh graduated from oklahoma state in 97 and my first job was in my hometown of water yeah. yeah and you know even jesus didn't preach in his own hometown I yeah mean, it's a tough yeah. gig well I, I didn't stay there uh, i would stay there four years and, and then we moved on but uh it, it's a trip to Go back to the same buildings where you went to school. Right. Did you experience that? Absolutely. And there were a couple of teachers that
1: I was still
0: <laughs> pretty
1: intimidated by, you know, and Mrs. McLean hollered at me, Mr. Reynolds in the hallway one day and I mean, I locked up like as back at basic training, you know. Yeah. I mean, Yeah, so it's been really interesting, but it's a it's a it's a sense of pride for me. You know, my great grandmother settled eight miles north of Woodward a hundred years ago, and was actually a teacher in in the area. So deep roots, and I'm just proud of my school and proud to raise my family there.
2: That's awesome. Well, we wanted to talk to you today about um, the care, the the self care, and we try to stay away from that term, but it's the only thing I can come up with at the moment, but just of your teachers and, and the climate of your school and you've done work in that area and we'd just like to hear what it is that Woodward is doing uh, in that regard?
1: Well, I I like to think a lot of times I live a charmed life because man plans and God laughs, right? And right. things just happen as they're going to happen. And we were very fortunate to be selected as one of the Project Aware schools um, almost five years ago. We're in the fifth year of that grant implementation. So we started learning about yeah. the adverse effects of uh, the childhood experiences on our students and mm-hmm and kind of going down that road of how do you provide universal support for all of those kids, and then how can we find those, you know, upper level tier three supports for the kids that really need it the worst. And in the middle of that, you have to stop and look around and say, well, this applies to the adults too. Yeah. I mean, we have to make sure we're attending to their needs and, and I, you know, generally with our leadership teams and our teacher leaders, you know, we have a focus on caring for one another to, you know, listening with empathy mm-hmm. and checking on one another. And my principals, I know they do a great job that we talked in our session a little bit ago about the sonic drink. I mean, teachers will do cartwheels for a Sonic drink <laughs> and chocolate. It's <laughs> the ice, and it's yeah, like and sonic they'll ice. do the splits for jeans day. I mean, <laughs> you know. so all so we've tried to take a lot of the focus off of the traditional bureaucratic model of a school and the rules that everybody was always bound by, and you know, dress code is a part of it. Yeah, I mean. We live in a different era than the 1950s. We don't expect principals and male teachers to wear a tie to school yeah. every day. And, and, you know, we can accomplish education in a professional manner without having to adhere to some of the traditional models. So that's right. a, a little piece of that, but it has gotten very interesting to have some of the conversations and try to be understanding when, for example, a teacher says, I just need a mental health day. Okay? You know what I'm talking about? There's a little bit of skepticism, and I'm 54 years old, and so maybe at first I had a little skepticism about a mental health day. Come on, suck it up. Mm -hmm. Is this one of these, uh, what do they call, snowflake? millennials right (laughs) but the reality is you know you can only take so much stress and we've seen so much burnout and so much turnover in the teacher teaching core in Oklahoma especially and across the country that any of those little things that we can do to help them address their mental health needs and be in a better place they're gonna they're gonna do a better job at work and they're gonna be Mm -hmm. there longer
0: I'm glad that you were honest and vulnerable with how you previously viewed that because I know, I mean, as a teacher who has taken mental health days before, I mean, I feel that guilt. I have felt that like, oh, people are just going to think I'm, you know, BSing this and I'm just taking a day off. It really it's system something yeah. Yeah. I desperately needed. And so I'm so thankful that you shared how your thinking pivoted on that. And you, you know, you realize that you know that is a needed thing so I appreciate you sharing that
1: absolutely you know the, but that's based on that traditional model yes. my good friend Mrs. Shore one of the best teachers elementary teachers you've ever met in your whole life retired a couple of years ago 33 years in education the year that she had breast cancer she missed like three days Oh my yeah goodness. I, I mean that that level of dedication yeah. and I've got to be at work and yeah. me on my worst day is better than a sub on their best day you know that sort of mentality yeah. there's got to be
2: sort of a, a happy medium yes. to how we treat those situations and and that's pretty much by default most teachers that, that we have been in contact with and we've talked to them all across the country, they are going to come to school if they are at all possible uh, like they're, right. they're gonna yes. come uh, we've had conversations uh, with teachers who had a miscarriage and they were back at school that day you know, that mm-hmm. or the next as
0: they were miscarrying been at school
2: yeah they right. could not without guilt step away from school and so it's that's usually kind of the the default mode of a teacher and to say if any teacher says, I need a mental health day, boy, they probably really yes. need
0: it It's a, a lot building <laughs> up that got them to that point. Yeah.
1: yeah, because it takes a little bit of bravery yeah. to be able to admit that, to be able to say yes. that to your boss. Yeah. So, yes. And I think coming out of COVID, you know, there's some lessons to be learned there because we've always said you've got to, we've just always told ourselves you've got to be at work. And we learned during COVID coming to work when you're sick is not really a good thing because then you're just making other people sick. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: That, that opened my eyes a lot because I would be that stupid martyr. that's like, Oh, I'm sick, but I'm just showing up. And then who knows how many kids I got sick, which is awful. (laughs) But after COVID, it really has changed me to be like, this isn't worth it. Like other people are involved here. Right.
2: So practical, takeaways Uh, you've you've implemented some things what would it what would you like to like share to other schools as as to like it's working at Woodward maybe it could work for you What, what would be some of the things that you'd like to share
1: well you know taking a look back over the last four years as we go into this fifth year of the grant one of the objectives has been to increase the awareness in our community about mm-hmm. mental health issues and what resources we need but also cementing the relationships with what providers we have in our backyard yeah. because they're limited mm-hmm. they're very the, the provider to individual ratio in my neck of the woods is extraordinarily high and or low or however you it's bad yeah. we'll just say it's bad but we have forged some partnerships to where we actually started a new program this year with a local provider, Western Plains Youth and Family Services, because they they were seeking a way to help the school and we were reaching out for assistance. Here's the deal. When, we, when a kid does something stupid to the point that we have to suspend them, mm-hmm. what happens to the kid? Well, number one, they're not going to pro- progress academically, right. we're going to lose ground no matter what yeah. we try to do. And number two, what kind of home are we sending them to? Right. Because more often than not, the home life is one of the root causes, if not the, to the behaviors that they're exhibiting at school. And so we have a pilot program with our middle school where, our, as an alternative to suspension, these students go to Western Plains Youth and Family Services. It's a modified day. They get their academics. We send their food out there, and they get counseling. Oh, awesome. Oh, wow. Awesome. And they offer the wraparound services for the whole family that, in hopes that we can help that whole family be better. And how do we know that that's working? After the first nine weeks, we can say last year, in the first nine weeks, we had 26 students that were repeat offenders, at yeah. least two or more offenses that merited a suspension. Same time this year, six. Whoa. So, and awesome. And this is a program wow. that can only serve eight students at a time why are we only eight students? We're limited by space, by funding, by staffing. So we think that's a really important endeavor moving forward and to come back and tie this into teacher mental health, Mm -hmm. if that teacher's not having to deal with that severe problem
2: behavior kid every day, they're gonna be in a better state of mind themselves. 100%, 100%. And that's addressing the problem. Like suspension, you know, maybe it worked, whatever, 30 years ago but suspension right. is just you're moving the problem you're moving it out but it will yeah. come back but you're doing a prescriptive method where you're like okay this is a problem let's work to fix that i love it i love and that. it and it works it, it works it, by it, the it numbers. works big time and yeah.
1: you know i hear a lot of folks that are more traditional minded well the problem is we're not beating them we're oh not God. using the paddle anymore yeah. well you know yeah they're scared of the pedal but how much how good does that do long term when this kid's getting yeah. beat at home
2: yeah in not a good way yeah yeah when the the kid understands the dynamic of power and when they're beat at home they understand you know that they don't have any power right but if they go into their safe place which for a lot of kids at school that's and cool. they get beat there then they you know that it's not that's not the a solution it's not a long term solution so true yeah I love it.
0: All right. Well, thank you so much for this short interview. I'm going to ask you one more question. Okay. Okay. If you have 60 seconds to talk to your former self before you walked into your very first classroom, (laughs) your very first day of teaching.
2: English class,
0: 1995. Yeah. Good memory. (laughs) Yeah. What would you be saying to yourself?
1: Oh, my gosh. I had no idea what I was doing. (laughs) Um, My next door neighbor saved my life and gave me a book on discipline because I did not know. But the one thing that I reflect back on that I really had right and didn't know was empathy. Just being able to be attentive to kids and try to understand where they're coming from and being able to understand that the behavior that's coming out that's negative is because of something. And it's not, why did you do that? It's what's going on. And I can tell you, I've got a student to this day. He lives in Colorado. Mm. He's moved along, moved away. I gave that, had more discipline write-ups for that one kid than any other five kids combined in all my six hours during the day but i just i think intuitively i knew this kid was missing his father his dad had passed away at an early age and mom was trying to cope with that best she could and i just took an interest in him and decided i'm gonna i'm gonna do everything i can to make sure we get this kid lined out and get him going in the right direction so i don't know i To imply that I need to go back and tell myself 28 years ago how to do things would imply that I would kind of change how things went and I try to live a life with no regrets because everything happens for a reason. And, you know, my family and me personally, we've had, we lost our house to a tornado 2012, Mm -hmm. you know, that was a traumatic experience but it happened for a reason and it made us stronger. It made us more resilient. And if you
0: can grow from all of those things, then great. If you can grow from all those things, then great.
2: (laughs) Well, I'm glad you're in leadership.
0: Yes. I I really am
2: glad you're in leadership (laughs) because you you exemplify like what it is to be an educator, Mm. empathetic and kind and uh, compassionate. So that's, I love it. It's very
0: humbling. Thank you. Thank you you so much for joining us. Thank you. Please visit our website at RelateThenEducate.com. And if you'd like us to come to your school, go to our website, click on our speaking page, and see what all we talk about and get in touch with us. We can also personalize our messaging and what we're talking about with your teachers based on your needs. So definitely reach out. Um, We are always looking for more teachers to talk to. And teachers, you have a story worthy of sharing. So reach out to us on our website or email me at Erin, E-R-I-N, at RelateThenEducate. And I will get back to you ASAP. I can't wait to meet new teachers. Like I said, you have a story worthy of sharing and we would love to get the chance to share your story with you. That would be wonderful. So get in touch with us. Please like and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Relate Then Educate and on Twitter at Relate Then EDUC in the number one. And then on whatever you're listening to this podcast, please, please, please follow us and leave a review. It's how we grow and we would really appreciate it. That. <laughs> we really appreciate that. All right. And finally, teachers, we love you. You are worthy, you are valuable, and you are loved. Bye.